Something to wrestle with Bruce Pritchard making its way down under here in Australia in March. It's going to kick off on Friday the 22nd of March, Factory Theatre, Sydney, Saturday the 23rd of March, Thornby Theatre there in Melbourne, and Sunday the 24th of March, the Trifford in Brisbane. Uh, jam-packed tour. Are you going to have any downtime? I, I really don't, but I'm going to make every single second that I'm there count. Uh, I doubt there's going to be a lot of sleeping going on because I really want to experience all of Australia that I possibly can. I thought by chance you might have time to check out some of Australia's beautiful beaches. I, I hope so, and I hope to get to... Somebody was telling me about the AD, ACDC spot in Melbourne, and I just wherever it is, I'm a big ACDC fan. I've never been to Australia, and I'm looking forward to experiencing everything. Uh, speaking of uh, ACDC there, uh, what's your favorite ACDC song? Uh, you name it, it's there from Back in Black to Hell's Bells. You shook me all night long and have a drink on me is probably my anthem more than anything. Any uh, from the Bon Scott catalog? Dude, you name it, I love it. And it just, you go through and I remember just from the beginning, it's everything. To me, ACDC is the quintessential rock band. And I'm happy to be visiting their homeland, by God. Something to wrestle with uh, kicked off back in 2016 with Conrad Thompson, uh, who everyone knows as the mortgage guy. Did you ever think that this wrestling podcast would have you traveling the world or at least to Australia? I never did. And when we started this thing, I didn't think that anybody would care and or that anybody would listen. So when we got numbers back from our initial episode and then it grew from there to where we had over a million people downloading our show it's a very humbling experience but exciting as well and it was something that i didn't expect but when you look back on it it's like all right that's pretty cool now bruce i thought it was uh my duty to not necessarily uh educate but maybe do a little prep work for you so for when you do arrive in australia you know a little bit of the lingo or you know the australianisms i guess you could call them uh you do kick off in sydney the 22nd of march there the sydney harbour bridge uh, very iconic uh, but if you want to sound like a true local you could call it to the coat hanger so i walked across the coat hanger a walk across the coat hanger yeah, the uh, coat hanger. I thought a little bit of wrestling terminology there. Uh, also, in Sydney or New South Wales, the football code of choice is NRL, which is National Rugby League. And if you want to visit one of the fine pubs in Sydney, uh, the best thing to do would be to go up to a barman or a barmaid and ask for a schooner of new. A schooner? Of new. Of new. A schooner of new. Yeah, What's so that going to get me? That's going to get you a Tui's new. That's the beer of choice uh, here in New South Wales. All right. Now, when it comes to Melbourne, uh, I hear it all the time. Americans, they like to say Melbourne. But if you want to sound like a true local there, you've got to say Melbourne. Uh, and I've been doing it right then, by God. It's Melbourne. <laughs> That's well, correct, right? <laughs> And it goes even further. If you want to sound a bit like a hipster there in Melbourne, instead of Melbourne, you got to say Melbourne. So M-A-L as opposed to the M-E-L. Melbourne. Melbourne. All right. I can do that with my Texas accent. Hey, is this Melbourne? 
Yep, that's, that sounds perfect. You got it down pat there. And uh, the football code in uh, Victoria or in Melbourne, it is AFL, so the Australian Football League. And I guess if you want to get uh, some wrestling heat, you could put maybe a little bit of shit on the Collingwood Magpies. Now, uh, they lost the big game last year, the grand final, to the West Coast Eagles. Uh, and I guess to put it in uh, perspective, AFL it originated in Victoria and then kind of spread out to the other states within Australia, but there is a contingency in um, Victoria that uh, don't like the other interstate sides or them winning or taking the cup out of Victoria, so you could, you know, let the Collingwood supporters know that they dropped the ball uh, by losing the big game last year to the West Coast Eagles. Wow, that's way way too much to remember and know. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and their beer of choice, it's Victoria Bitter, uh, but as we like to call them in New South Wales, Vomit Bombs. Vomit Bombs. That you know that just sounds appetizing as hell. Now, you are flying solo for this particular Aussie tour. No Conrad this time, but uh, what can the Australian fans expect, I guess, theme or format-wise? I mean, fans are very used to and accustomed with something to wrestle with, either covering a superstar, a pay-per-view, a particular event, whatever it might be. What can they expect when you come to Australia? Well, it's going to be a little more personal and a little bit more about me, myself, and it's also going to be a little more intimate in that I... I'm going to interact with the audience quite a bit and let them kind of dictate where it is that they want to go. So we're going to take questions from the audience. Uh, All the personalities that you get on the podcast from Vince McMahon to the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, baby, they'll all be accompanying me on this tour and we'll have a little fun with them as well as a song or two and maybe a, a dance or two as well. But I'll be telling some stories that I just can't tell on the podcast because they're maybe a little too tawdry or maybe involve drugs and other things like that. So we'll, I could share those with live audiences that I don't like to share on the podcast itself. So where, wherever it goes, man, nothing's off limits. Uh, and I could imagine that there are some sensational stories that you've definitely uh, seen uh, over the journey. Uh, But something I wanted to touch on, uh, as uh, my background is radio, and the chemistry that you and Conrad have on the podcast, it's uh, fantastic. Have you guys ever considered or pondered, I guess, breaking out of the wrestling mold and uh, putting on a radio show? We have, but he has a real job. So he's he's got a mortgage (laughs) company that requires his attention uh, a lot more than the podcast does. So... He's also doing two other podcasts and a lot of other entrepreneurial things. So to say that we would have time to do that on a daily basis would be pretty challenging. Now, I'm sure you've been asked about this a thousand times, but I mean, waves being made in the wrestling world, especially with All Elite Wrestling, uh, I guess, a few weeks ago, making their debut or their official announcement as a wrestling company. It's a a great time, isn't it, to be a wrestling fan? Definitely it is, because you got choices, and there's variety out there. If you you like something from one group, maybe you're not getting at the other, it gives you an opportunity to go and support your groups. And it also gives opportunity to talent that maybe wasn't there a year ago and creates a atmosphere in the business that's healthy for the business, for guys to be able to have someplace else to go, guys and girls. So 
I think it's good. I think it's good for the business, and it's a great time to be in the business. Bruce, you've seen a thing or two. You've been in the wrestling business for almost over 30 years. I mean, what realistic chance do you give all elite wrestling? And not in the sense of, you know, will they be able to take over WWE? Because I think WWE, they're the gold standard when it comes to professional wrestling uh, in the world. But I mean... I mean, they just generate so much money. But, I mean, just a realistic chance in the sense of being uh, competitive, uh, being a viable option for talent. I mean, we've seen Impact, who have been around for a little bit over 15 or so years, but they've gone through considerable amounts of change. I mean, what's the realistic uh, chances with All Elite Wrestling? Well, they definitely have the backing in Tony Khan, who owns the Jacksonville uh, Jaguars, and he owns a football club in England, so... They've got the money, and they have the kind of money that you would need to try and make something like this successful and make a go of it. So to that respect, they're ahead of the game. It's just going to take time. There's a lot of unanswered questions that still need to be answered. Do they have television? What kind of company are they going to be? Will they be a live touring company? Uh, different support personnel that they still need to put into place? So... All of that's yet to be answered, but you never say never. And this is probably mm. the most serious to come along. And people discount different things. It's, it's like uh, Impact Wrestling has been in business longer than World Championship Wrestling WCW was. Mm. So they, they discount Impact, but yet they've lasted longer than our biggest competitor, WCW, at the time. So you never know. Uh, they have a chance, yeah. and they have a chance to make some noise and, and get out there, and they've got a, a billionaire backing them that's very supportive of the product. Well, what about yourself? If uh, Curdy Rhodes was to approach you and to see if you want to test the waters in being a producer again or just a consultant, is there interest uh, from yourself in being part of All Elite Wrestling? Well, again, I'd have to listen to what they would have to say and what that would entail uh right now i'm pretty busy but look i'm going to listen to any and everybody and if there's something good there that makes sense for both sides then i am up to listen and i'm up to hear what they have to say and take it from there now i wasn't around when the territories were really big in america but i guess in australia here we have somewhat territories i mean you've got your independence in sydney melbourne and all around the country but i mean now looking at the state of affairs in america wwe they're your big guys you've got all elite wrestling which is this upcoming uh, territory uh, wrestling company you've also got impact wrestling ring of honor is there a chance for them not so much to i guess to gang up on the wwe or uh, join forces and try to take it over but i guess align themselves somewhat whether it be with uh, talent trades or i guess in a way that all companies can prosper I think it would be good. I think it would be good for everybody involved to be able to work with one another and just at least have a, have a semi working relationship to where you're helping each other out with talent and, and what have you. I don't know that you're ever going to get to the place to where there's going to be these mega super shows with two companies facing off against each other. I just, the business is, is too big for that. And mm -hmm there's so many egos involved in, in its business. So what's right for, for one company wouldn't necessarily be right for the other. 
However, behind the scenes, I think there is room to work together and at least get along. All right, here's my own version of uh, Rapid Fire with the questions, uh, taking a note out of Conrad's book. Now, if you had to choose a favorite era in WWE, which would it be? Now, obviously, there's the gold era where you were brother love and basically a producer for every other era, almost. Uh, what would be your favorite? Um, Wow, that's, that's a tough one. I, I think that when you look at it business-wise, 19... 19- 99, 2000, 2001 for business purposes. That, those were some of the best years in the business financially. So to look, I look back on those very fondly <laughs> because I, we made a lot Absolutely. of money and it was a fun time to be in the business. Things were changing and it was evolving. Also, I look at in 2000, yeah, 2000 when we purchased WCW or might've been 2001. Hell, I don't even know. 2001. Uh, that was an interesting time and that was a whole lot of fun as well to be a part of history. So I, I love the business and I've always enjoyed the business and it's all been fun for the most part. I'm uh, prepping for a hardcore match, Bruce. Uh, and in doing so, I'm looking for some trash cans. Now, if I was looking for some trash cans, where would be the best place to go? Oh, trash cans are us. That's easy, but you got to go to the hardcore (laughs) trash cans are us. Now, here's a tough one, Bruce. You have two talented performers in front of you, uh, but forget about hindsight being 2020. They're just in front of you. You've got to make a decision to back one. Those two talents are The Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin. Who do you go with? Wow. Um, I probably, for the long haul, go with The Rock. Do you say that due to The Rock's Hollywood career since wrestling? Well, I think that from injuries, and Rock is luckily, knock on wood, uh, been, for the most part, injury-free, and Steve having the bad neck. But I would say, as far as their contributions to the business, i said they're fairly equal. Yeah, absolutely. How does Jim Cornette like his cheeseburgers? Like, everybody likes a cheeseburger. Triple meat, triple cheese. Extra onion, <laughs> double mayo. <laughs> So what if I've uh, got this great, huge idea? I want to approach Mr. McMahon about it because it is. It's a really good, great idea. Uh, How would I do so and what would be his uh, most likely uh, response? I would just tread lightly and go very carefully. Then he'd tell you to fuck off and you're fired. (laughs) We're very close to being in full swing WrestleMania season. Royal Rumble, just around the corner. Any predictions uh, for the Royal Rumble match? Wow, I that's a that's a tricky one, man. Because I think that looking at the the lay of the land and looking at everybody who's been put into place, uh, I like Drew McIntyre, uh, but who knows? I think it's this is a good place to be because there's not a there's not one guy that you say, oh, that's that's the guy they're going with. That's the guy that's going to win the Royal Rumble. It's a toss-up. And whenever you have a toss-up and people that don't know the answer, that's the best place to be. 
Something to wrestle with Bruce Pritchard, kicking off in Sydney on the 22nd of March, then making your way to Melbourne on the 23rd, and then wrapping it all up on the 24th in Brisbane. This is the call to arms here, Bruce. Why should people who maybe are on the fence or have just heard about it, why should they be paying money and getting their bum on a seat to see you? Well, because it's going to be probably two hours of the most fun that you're going to be able to have that entire weekend. If you want to come on out and you want some behind-the-scenes stories and some stories that you just have not ever heard before, and you want to be entertained and have a blast with like audience, then come on out because I know I'm going to have a blast, and this is going to be extremely unique and a lot of fun for me to come down under. And I've been blown away by the support and um, man, it's a check off on the bucket list. So it's pretty damn cool. Mr. Bruce Pritchard, thank you so much for uh, chatting to me and the Wrestling Source Bottle. I've got my VIP ticket for the Friday night in Sydney. Can't wait. I know it's going to be absolutely amazing. Uh, thanks again. Talk to you soon and all the best. Joe, look forward to meeting you, man. Thank you so much for your time. <laughs>